Taylor program. Brought to you by Pet Milk, America's first evaporated milk. Today is a very special day in Mary Lee Taylor's kitchen, and you'll hear why in just a minute. But first, a reminder to send today for your copy of Mary Lee's 16-page recipe collection called Main Dishes, Salads, and Desserts, because they're going out by the thousands. Just print your name and address and the words Main Dishes on a postcard and get the postcard off right away to Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri. And now it's Mary Lee on NBC, and here she is... Mary Lee Taylor speaking... I know we're going to have another grand half hour together today. First, our story, which began when Sally Carter telephoned her husband to say she would join him in Capital City, only to have the long-distance operator report. Sorry, I can't complete your call. Mr. Carter checked out of the hotel three days ago. You'll hear the whole story in just a minute. But first, a promise that right after the story, I'll tell you how to make Creole stuffed onions. A wonderful meat-saving main dish. That's it, the recipe of the week. And today's meal, featuring this main dish, can be prepared at a cost of just about 31 cents a person. And when Mary Lee Taylor can give you meal planning help like that, you know why she's been on the radio week after week for 15, count them, 15 years. And since this is your 15th radio birthday, Mary Lee Taylor... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mary Lee Taylor. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jim and Sally and Del King. And thank you, my listeners, for making this 15th radio birthday possible. Oh, this is so wonderful. And now, our story of the week about Sally Carter, Young Wife. Last week, young Sally Carter impulsively left her parents' comfortable home in Midland and caught the night train for Capital City to join her husband, Jim, who had gone on ahead to start a new job. Now she is elbowing her way eagerly through the crowded gate at the Capital City Railroad Station. Cap lady, want some help with that bag? No, thank you. My husband's needing me. Oh! Jim! Jim, darling! Oh, oh, it's not. Well, dear me, I guess he'd be waiting down at the gate. I'll bet he was plenty surprised to hear I was coming. Oh, poor darling. I know it's been lonesome up here for him alone... But now, oh, I wish I had let that red cap take my bag. I'll set it here. Oh, uh, pardon me, but where is the most likely place to meet somebody here in the station? Eh? Oh, well, it uh, depends on who you want to meet, young lady. Oh, I, I mean, somebody was supposed to meet me, but well, I guess they were delayed, and I was just wondering where to wait. Oh, well, I expect this bench is as good a place as any. Well, you can keep an eye on the information stand. 
Most everybody goes there to find out if the trains are in and such. Here, sit down. Oh, thank you. You, uh, you waiting for a young man, miss? Hmm? Oh, yes. Well, it ain't none of my business, but, uh, you better take an old man's advice and go home. You got a home. Oh, yes, of course. Well, you go on back to it. Like as not, he ain't coming, that young man. They usually don't. Oh, I think this one will. You see, he's my husband. Oh. Well, in that case, you'd better stick around and see if he comes anyway. Why? You take a gloomy view of everything, don't you? Well, if my husband doesn't come, it's because he didn't get the telegram I sent him from the train. I... I can always call him at his office. Well, a person can never tell. Uh, you been away on a visit? No, we're moving to Capital City. Oh. My husband has a job here. He came on ahead several weeks ago. You should have come with him. If you got somebody, you better stick with him. Well, uh, you see, I'm... I'm... You're having a baby. Well, yes. And everybody thought it would be best for me to wait in Midland. Well, that is until... But uh, you came on anyway, eh? <laughs> Smart girl. Like I say, if you got somebody... You better stick with them. I know. I ain't got nobody. Oh? Well, who are you meeting here then? Nobody. I just come down to see the folks coming and going. Meet some interesting people that way. Uh, like yourself, for instance. Oh, thank you. Some days I go to the public library. There's a more educated crowd there, but not so traveled. Goodness. You have no family? No relatives at all? Nope. Just... Live by myself in a furnished room, and well, it, it gets mighty tiresome at times. I tell you, if you've got somebody, you better stick with them. I think you're right, Mr. Uh, Whitsitt's the name. Lemuel Whitsitt. Mr. Whitsitt, you're so right. That's the way I feel about it, too. But oh, I wonder what could have happened to Jim. Well, here's to me like somebody must have got the signals crossed. But don't you worry, little lady. I'll take care of you until your husband can take over. But first, let's go phone that fellow of yours. So this young man of yours is an architect, eh? Yes, and a very good one, too. Uh, well, there wasn't quite enough work in Midland to support an office of his own, so that's why... Hello? Hello, Blake and Whitlock. Is Mr. James Carter in, please? Carter. Well, I... I suppose he'd be in the drafting room. He's rather new with the firm, and... It must be a very big office. Is that so? Uh, yes. What? Oh, but... Are you sure? I see... Thank you. Hey, hey, what's the matter here? Jim, he isn't there. They said he... He doesn't work there anymore. Now, now, don't get all upset, Mrs. Carter. It's all as dark as for dawn. We'll just take a cab to where your husband lives. You can make yourself comfortable there till he comes home. I... I don't know where he lives. You don't know? No, I... Well, that is, you see, when I tried to telephone him last night... 
The operator said he'd, he'd checked out of his hotel without any forwarding address. You're sure of that? Well, yes, but I was so rushed getting on the train and all. I... Well, uh, I reckon we got to go to that hotel and start from there. Maybe he made some arrangements about mail or something. Anyhow, we'll make a try at it. Awfully nice of you to come along with me like this, Mr. Richard. Oh, 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 that's all right. I ain't got nothing particular to do anyway. And uh, I feel kind of responsible for you. And as they say, you know, a friend in need, you know. I, I just can't understand it. Why, we were moving to Capital City just so Jim could take this job with Blake and Whitlock. And now, now he isn't even working there anymore. Oh, dear, I hope they didn't fire him. Oh, it ain't likely. If he's as good an architect as you say? Well, he... I'm afraid he isn't really. I I know by now that Jim's never going to set the world on fire, but that's all right with me. I love him. Yeah, love seems to get more people into more messes. But they say that's what makes the world go round. Personally, I, I think it's going around a, a little too fast these days. No wonder his letters were so vague and stilted. Oh, I really should have gone along with him when he came. I can't understand what happened. Uh, maybe he went off on a bender. Oh, no, Jim isn't a drinking man, and I just can't believe that about that brunette. What brunette? Oh, it was the usual kind of gossip, oh. you know. Well, Estelle Morris, who lives in Midland, said she saw Jim in a hotel lobby with a very striking brunette. Huh. But I'll bet it was, it was somebody about his job or something. Of course... Ed Corey. Hey, oh, who's he? Oh, he's a friend of Dad's. Oh. He did say he tried three evenings here in Capital City to get in touch with Jim, and... No. No, I won't believe anything until Jim tells me so himself. Well, as they say, nothing's more unpredictable than the weather. Except people. Here you are, lady. Wilshire Hotel, 185. Oh, um, here you are. Okay, thanks. Pretty expensive way to travel, but, uh, well, I guess it's a good way to get places in a hurry. If you're in a hurry. Yes. Oh, do you suppose the doorman would watch my suitcase while I ask at the desk? Mm, I wouldn't count on it. From the looks of this hotel, I, I doubt if they got a doorman. Yes, it's, it's not very impressive looking, is it? But I suppose Jim took the first conveniently located hotel he could find until, until he could look around for something better. Yeah. He sure picked a doozy. Well, let's go on in and see if we can find out what's what. Hmm, doesn't seem to be anybody here at the desk. Guess we'll have to stir up a little service. Oh! That ought to get him. Coming, 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 coming. Yes, what is it? What can I do for you? Oh, you see, I'm Mrs. Carter. My husband was living here, and I just came from Midland to join him. What was the name? Parker? No, Carter. Mr. James Carter. 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 Oh, yeah. He ain't here anymore. Checked out last week. Didn't leave any forwarding address. None. None at all. Nope. He comes by now and then to pick up his mail, but I ain't seen him for a couple of days now. He's got a couple of letters here for him. My letters? Oh, Mr. Whitsitt. What am I going to do? Well, I wouldn't go to fretting till I found out whether I had something to fret about. Like, uh, did your husband maybe get amnesia? Or get run over by a car or something? Oh. Now, now, look here. I ain't saying he didn't, but it ain't likely. 
Right now, I reckon you better sit down a minute. You're getting to look a little peaked around the edges. When did you eat last? I, I guess it was... Oh, I don't know. I, I couldn't get down a mouthful of breakfast this morning, and I didn't sleep very well last night. That's I... what I thought. So why don't you write your husband a note and let him hold it with his other mail here? Then suppose we go over there into the coffee shop of this uh, flea-bitten hostelry and risk a touch of tomain while we figure out what we're going to do about you. It's almost lunchtime, and maybe we might think better with a little hot food in our stomachs. Oh, but Mr. Whitsitt, I couldn't possibly eat. Oh, no. Well, maybe just a cup of coffee. But something awful must have happened, Mr. Whitsitt. Well, I mean, there have been so many things he should have told me, like, like quitting his job and checking out without a forwarding address and... And being seen around with an attractive brunette. Oh, I, I wasn't thinking about that, but, but he might be in some kind of trouble. Something he just couldn't face. Sometimes you read about men who just disappear, drop out of sight and are never heard of again. Uh, not men with pretty young wives like you. But, oh, I just shouldn't have let him come on alone. And now I... I don't know what to do, or where to go, or even how to start looking for him. Well, there's, there's always one very simple solution to the whole muddle. You can always go back to Midland and just wait until you hear from him. Oh, no, I couldn't go back home now. At least, I'll stay as long as my money holds out, and... What's the matter? And... Domain already? Oh, oh, my goodness. Hey, Mrs. Carter, where are you going? Come back here. Mrs. Carter! While Sally's new friend, Lemuel Whitsett, was calling after her, wondering what in the world had happened to make her jump up from the table and run out of the coffee shop, a young man was stepping briskly up to the mail desk in the lobby of the hotel and saying to the clerk, Hello, hello there, bright eyes. Any mail for me? Huh? Oh, yeah, Barker, ain't it? Yeah, there's a couple of letters and uh, also a note. The kind of pretty blonde girl dropped by about half an hour ago and left a note for you. Oh, well, look here. The only pretty blonde I know is... Jim! What? Jim! Oh, Jim! What? But... Mm. Holy cats. I... It's hard to believe, but I've forgotten what it was like to be kissed by you. Oh, Jim, darling. Oh, I just couldn't believe my eyes when I looked through the door of the coffee shop well, and Sally, saw you. Sally, Sally, baby, is this really you? What are you doing here in Capital City? Why, I've come on to be with you, darling. I just couldn't stand it at home anymore after I found out how Dad tricked me into staying. But, baby... And then Ed Corey said you were never in. And Estelle Ma saw you in some hotel lobby with some brunette. Uh, what? And I got here and found you quit your job. And then you weren't staying at this hotel anymore. And I didn't know where you were or what... Oh, Jim, I've been so worried about you. Oh, here, here now, kid. Everything's all right. Uh, so far as the job's concerned, why, it's just that that deal over with Blake and Whitlock turned out to be a lemon. It was perfectly clear to me that it was a dead-end proposition before I'd been there a week, so I quit. Oh, Jim. And when this other opportunity came along. Well, anyway, I... Don't think I was cut out to be an architect in the first place. Now... You're not doing architecture? Nope. Nothing to do with it. I've got a selling job now with a great future, baby. We're really on our way to hitting the jackpot this time. Uh-oh. Here we go again. Of course, I moved out of this rat hole last week. Been staying at the Y until I could find something really good. Well, that explains everything. 
Except the stunning brunette. Brunette? In the hotel lobby. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Well, she's the sister of one of the guys at the office. She's in the real estate business, and I've had her trying to line up an apartment for us. Uh, well, I hate to tell you this, but no luck so far. No? Well, don't worry, darling. I'll take that job over now. Oh, Jim, it's so good to be with you. Nothing's ever going to separate us again. That's right, baby. From now on, our motto's going to be... If you got somebody, you better stick with them. Uh, what? Oh, darling, I want you to meet Mr. Whitsitt. He's the first friend I've made in Just what I was thinking. Where we go? Uh, we? Sure. Like I say, if you got somebody, you better stick with them. Well, back we go now to Mary Lee Taylor's friendly kitchen and wait till you see what's cooking. If you think Mary Lee Taylor doesn't know her onions... You're going to change your mind in a hurry when you hear about the Creole stuffed onion she's fixed for you today. Yep, Creole stuffed onions. That's the recipe of the week and a swell way to use just one-fourth pound of meat to make a good, satisfying main dish. Anyway, that's what she claims. <laughs> and you know it's the truth, Belle. You had a sample just day before yesterday. Have you forgotten so soon? I sure haven't, Mary Lee. I can close my eyes and see them now. Great big fat onions filled with meat and I don't know what else, but it was awful good anyway. And there was some kind of a tomato sauce you served with them that was wonderful. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to give the complete recipe. But I do want you to know that you can get this and dozens of other money-saving recipes in a book called Main Dishes, Salads, and Desserts. So send for your copy of this grand collection of recipes today. Just your name and address and the words Main Dishes on a postcard. That's all. Then send the card to Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri. And if you have a baby, add the words Baby Book to the same card. And I'll send you a gift copy of Pet Milk's wonderful book called Your Baby, which is packed with just the kind of information that is most helpful about the care and training of a baby. And right now, I hope your baby, if you have one, is being very sweet and quiet because Mary Lee Taylor has that beat-the-high-cost-of-living meal plan to give you. And today's meal, remember, costs only about $1.23 for four people or 31 cents a person. This might cost you a few cents more or a few cents less, depending on where you live, but it won't vary a great deal. She's a genius, that's what she is. 31 cents a person. I certainly want to hear about this meal. Well, we start with Creole stuffed onions. And since this is a baked dish, we'll have baked potatoes and, to save money, pep butter spread. Hey, you're making me hungry. <laughs> you won't be hungry after you've eaten a meal like this because with the Creole stuffed onions and baked potatoes... We're going to have bacon corn muffins, made according to the recipe in the current book. Bacon corn muffins? Mm -hmm. Oh, boy, does that sound good. And pepper slaw, which is a combination of shredded cabbage and green pepper. Oh, this gets better and better. What else? And for dessert, baked apples and hot coffee or tea. When you can turn out a meal like that for about 31 cents per person, no wonder they've kept you on the air for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not only a meal that tastes good, Del. It's actually planned to give you as much protein as you get from the usual meat and potato meal. 
And now here is the fail-proof recipe for the main dish of the meal, Creole stuffed onions. Okay, MLT, I'm all set to take it down right along with our listeners. Creole stuffed onions. What comes first, hmm? Cover and boil for 15 minutes. Cover and boil for 15 minutes. Okay, what am I covering and boiling? Four large onions in two cups of boiling water. Four large onions, and do I like onions, in two cups boiling water. And if you ask me, anything that starts with four large onions is bound to be good. The next step is to drain the water off the onions, then let them cool, and scoop out the centers. Enough to have the onion cup about a half inch thick. Drain off water, cool onions, scoop out centers. Uh, isn't that a little on the tricky side, that scooping out business? It all depends on how the onions are cooked. And uh, we'll get into that a little later. Okay, so now the onions are scooped out. Now what's next? You chop the centers of the onions and mix with the following ingredients. Uh, wait a minute now. Chop centers and mix with... All right, mix with what? One-third cup deviled ham. One-third cup deviled ham. Say, onions and deviled ham sounds like a swell combination. Go ahead, what else? One-fourth cup pet milk. Ah, the milk I love. <laughs> One-fourth cup pet milk. I've got that, Mary Lee, in letters that high. <laughs> Something else? Yes, one cup soft bread crumbs. One cup soft bread crumbs. Ah, oh, now I'm beginning to catch on. That all? One thing more. One-fourth teaspoon salt. One-fourth teaspoon salt. Okay, so the onions are scooped out and the centers are chopped up and mixed with deviled ham, pet milk, breadcrumbs, and salt. And I suppose that goes into the scooped out onion? That's right. And the onions are then put into a quart baking dish. Put filled onions into quart baking dish. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, MLT. Now pour around the onions a mixture of... Pour around onions a mixture of... Okay, of what, Mary Lee? A ten and one-half ounce can of condensed tomato soup and one-half cup of water. A ten and one-half ounce can condensed tomato soup and one-half cup water. And boy, oh boy, what a sauce that is when it's all finished. And the final step is to bake the onions in the sauce in a hot oven, 425 degrees, or 25 minutes, or until the onions are tender. Mmm, you're making me so hungry, I'm not sure I can write down this last step. Let's see now. Bake in hot oven, 425 degrees. 25 minutes, or until onions are tender. 25 minutes, or tender. Yeah, now that's what's got me. Uh, because when those onions are tender, I want to be right there when uh, they are tender, because I want to get my share. <laughs> Now, didn't I tell you there's always something good to eat in Mary Lee Taylor's kitchen? And I'd better add the recipe you just heard serves four people. And also that you can, if you like, use one half cup of ground frankfurters, wieners, bologna, or canned lunch meat in place of the deviled ham. Well, by lunch meat, I suppose you mean something like spam or pram or treat? That's right. And if you're wondering why the half cup of lunch meat, when the recipe calls for only a third cup of deviled ham... It's because the deviled ham is much more concentrated, so much stronger in flavor, so you don't need quite so much of it. Okay, that's clear, but how large, may I ask, are large onions? 
That recipe of yours needs four large onions. And to answer your question, the four onions together should be large enough to weigh about one and one-fourth pounds. And uh, how do you get those onions to behave? I still think they just fall apart when you take the centers out of them. Well, not if they're boiled for just 15 minutes and drained and cooled before you scoop out the centers. Just as the recipe directs. And remember, don't use any more water for the boiling than the recipe calls for. That's just two cups. Put the onions into the pan when the water is boiling. Then cover the pan and turn the heat low enough so the water boils gently. And let the onions cook slowly. And cook them until they're almost tender. In other words, if you cook the onions too long, you uh, really might have trouble with them, huh? Mm-hmm. Besides, after the stuffing is put into the onions, they're baked 25 minutes. So they have plenty of chance to become tender in the oven. And that business about mixing the deviled ham with pet milk and breadcrumbs, I guess that's a pretty smart trick, huh? Well, it is an easy way to make a little meat seem like a lot, because the breadcrumbs soak up the double-rich pet milk. And when you eat the Creole-stuffed onions, that stuffing tastes like all meat, doesn't it? Sure does. You had me fooled. <laughs> Another thing, the pet milk, because it's whole milk concentrated to double richness, puts an extra amount of protein into the dish. The same kind of complete protein that you get from meat. If pet milk weren't double rich, you couldn't use it in this way. Ordinary milk, for example, would be too thin. It wouldn't hold the meat mixture together the way pet milk does. Well, I take it you think pet is pretty good milk, hmm? Pretty good. Money just can't buy better milk than pet. And you know it. Yes, and I also know that every meal can be a better meal when you use pet milk and Mary Lee Taylor's tested recipes. So be sure to send today for the recipe book called Main Dishes, Salads, and Desserts. Sixteen pages of the newest recipes perfected in the pet mill kitchens. Remember, send your request to Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri. And when you shop for groceries, look for the pet milk display and help yourself to one of the handy take-home recipe folders featured with this display. In just a minute, Mary Lee will give you today's recipe for happiness. But first, a reminder that tonight is your night for a date with Vic Damone. Vic Damone is the sensational young singer starring on The Pet Milk Show with Hollis Shaw, The Serenaders, and Gus Henschen and his Pet Milk Orchestra. For a half hour of the songs you love best, tune in to Vic Damone and The Pet Milk Show, heard over most of these same NBC stations. Just check your local newspaper for the exact time. And now, Mary Lee Taylor with today's recipe for happiness. In marriage, as in any partnership, you must sympathize a little, praise a little, appreciate a little, and remember that all the hard work is never just on one side. And now until next Saturday, this is Mary Lee Taylor saying goodbye and happy homemaking. Goodbye, Mary Lee Taylor, and good luck and good health to all of you from Pet Milk, America's first evaporated milk. Pet milk is the all-family, all-purpose milk that has been a favorite in millions of homes for more than three generations. And you save money when you use pet milk because pet costs less, generally, than any other form of milk. So when it's milk you need, get pet. The Mary Lee Taylor program is directed by Al Chance. Del King speaking.